You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. The opening of the podcast. Oh my god, sorry. Okay, now I'm ready, Ben. <laughs> Welcome to I'm a Doctor, not a podcast, Cinema Geekly Star Trek podcast. It's the Chief Petty Officer, Anthony Lewis, along with the Fleet Admiral, Ben Knight. Ben, hello! Well, uh, yes, one, one moment. Um, no, well, I, t- I told them that. No, I said I said we're going to sort it, yeah. Those alien bastards yeah. are going to yeah. pay for shooting up my ride. Whoa! Well, they, they will, but, um, you know, look, just leave it with me, all right? Yes, go on. As you were, go on. Despair, go on. Thank you. Um, hello, yes. Hello. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, how was how life in the nacelles? Oh, fun as ever. Let me let me tell you, Ben. No, uh, no, please don't. I was, I, was, I was just making small talk. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm a fleet admiral. I don't have time to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sleeping. My cot has holes in it, Ben. Uh, regalian bloodworms <laughs> are creeping in. Uh, oh, it sounds awful. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it truly is. Yes, it's mm-hmm. horrifying. I'm literally mm-hmm. living in a tube-shaped nightmare, Ben. That's my life. I, are you are you the, the person who um, started a holodeck program uh, of um, just a, a normal bedroom in a travel lodge because you wanted to see <laughs> yes, what it would like That's me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I've got bad news for you. I've deleted that program. It's wasting a staggering amount of energy. Oh, no. Um, and uh, <laughs> also, I need to. No, I've got my golf game that was taking up a lot of hard drive space, your, mm-hmm. your little travel lodge room. Yeah. Um, I'm and sorry. I've added a new water feature to the golf course. So uh, <laughs> it was my golf course or your. Or your, or your quarters, but anyway. <laughs> well, I, let's move on. I suppose, I suppose uh, we can probably just talk about Star Trek Strange New Worlds. But the good news, Ben, is this is the season one finale of the show, and it's going to be, I think, at least a little bit of time. I think the next thing that's coming our way is probably the next season of Discovery, if I'm right. Uh, it's either Disco or... Lower decks, I think, possibly. Oh, maybe that. We have, we we've kind of historically not covered lower decks on this podcast, not at least mm. at least not uh, episodically or whatever. And um, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll come back and talk about the Orville season, maybe when it's uh, wrapped up. Mm. Perhaps uh, we've never really so good talked about it, but yeah, it's been uh, excellent so far. It um, really has, superb. Yeah. Uh, but the real good news is now that we're going to have a season break. Uh, we are hightailing it, warp nine point five to Risa, and uh, I'm I'm going to actually sleep in a real bed. So ah ah um about that mm. your uh, you sure leave um what? well look uh, you know, a very good uh, friend on. of mine his cousin's sister's um daughter's mm-hmm. uh dog 
needs to needs to go to the vet, um, and so they obviously someone needs to take him. He can't go on his own. He, uh, I know we could beam him there, but he gets very lonely. Um, so uh, I'm afraid I've gone to them extra shore leave, and I'm afraid you're rostered on now to do their job. Which hang on, let me have a quick look and see what it was. Hold mm. on, um, mm. <laughs> so many so many notes. Oh. Ah, yes. Um, well, the good news is you're not going to have to travel far for the job you've got to do. Okay. Uh, you're okay. going to have to micro-scrub the warp nacelles. So, <laughs> you know... Uh, oh, inside and out, so you get to do some... No, some hey, so the little, well. little space... Yeah, it won't be so cramped. I mean, you probably won't have to puke this time quite as much as you did last time. No, they, well, the, the first time's always the worst, they say. Uh, well, we'll see, shall we? Um, <laughs> but yes, so terribly bad news, terribly sorry, um, but there you go. <laughs> episode 10 it's a quality yeah. mercy uh that's what we're talking yeah. about ironically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> incredibly ironic uh <laughs> so uh uh oh my god what is the name of this ship ben that they're going uh to provide supplies to the kaiuga uh kaiahoga coyote mama mia <laughs> Here we go again, Ben, uh, with the Enterprise <laughs> and that ship provide supplies to an outpost by the Romulan neutral zone. Pike accidentally meets one of the cadets that will end. He will end up sacrificing himself for in the future and has a, a slight change of heart and decides that he's going to send warning notes to all of them to prevent the accident from happening in the first place when... Uh, no sooner does he decide to do this, he is visited by an older version of himself from the future, wearing one of those fancy original series movie uniforms. Monster maroon. Indeed. As call it. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, and old Pike warns current Pike that if this accident does not happen, uh, the future he comes from the place that Pike will eventually be headed to is not so great. Uh, he shows Pike the consequences of his decision by sending him seven years into the future. The Enterprise, still helmed by uh, Captain Christopher Pike, sees a Romulan bird of prey starship destroy the outpost. They track it with support from the USS Farragut, captained by one James Tiberius Kirk, who suggests... A mystery, an and I don't like mysteries. <laughs> Give me a bellyache, and I got a beauty right now. Mm, yep. Indeed, a belly, uh, a bellyache. That's right, see? <laughs> yeah. um, and Kirk suggests an aggressive approach to deal with the Romulans, but Pike insists on negotiating. The Romulan commander agrees to a ceasefire, but his sub-commander summons an armada of Romulan warships that damage the Enterprise severely, injuring Spock, and they end up declaring war on the Federation. In his I own... take it the sub, sub commander is clearly Tal Shiar, isn't he? Indeed, right? Gotta be. And, like, yeah, I thought they were going to reveal that at some point, but um, I mean, he certainly seemed the type for sure. Yes. Uh, so things have gone to shit, and Pike gets sent back to his own time, where he realizes that he must accept his fate, that it is necessary to save both Spock and to prevent the war. His Peace is interrupted by Captain Battelle, who boards the Enterprise and arrests Number One for being a genetically altered Illyrian, uh, which is something that was alluded to in the uh, the future timeline as well. Uh, so, Ben, what did you make of the season one finale of Strange New Worlds? It was a lot, wasn't it? It sure was. Say that much. 
us. Um, yeah, so uh, it's interesting. I watched this episode. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I again found I found the the, the sort of method of time traveling um, in it a, uh, a time key crystal. And, yeah. Oh, it's a time crystal. I mean, just touch yeah. it. Yeah. yeah e- even it though it's weird. apparently incredibly unstable. Uh, yes. Then that's why you can't time travel willy nilly. Both times they've used it, it's just worked perfectly. So I'm going to say it this week. Um, the the Orville um, did time travel better. Than, oh. Uh, than uh, than not next year. What's Stranger Worlds even? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't like that. It was clunky. There were there were surely better things to do about that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, However, that I think is largely where my criticism stops. So, same, pretty much. Um, I mean, whether it's all of the the shot for shot, line for line stuff from Bounce of Terror, yes. Um, whether it's uh, the introduction of um, one Captain Kirk, uh, whose performance was not a, a sort of impression of not at uh, all Shatner, or, or indeed of, uh, of Chris Pine, uh, even Chris Pine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he's. I guess he's taking on that role. He's like, well, I'm going to have to do it my way. Mm. Um, I thought Anson Mount yet again was fucking incredible in yep. this episode. He's amazing uh, from start. To, he really is. I thought. Um, I thought. Actually, to be fair, every every character in the show, and, and therefore every actor in this show. Um, it's just pulling it out of the bag week after week. I mean, there there isn't a weak performance in this episode. Uh, there was uh, the, the the when you get to the Romulan um, uh, crew as well. Uh, all of the I guess identified characters, and interestingly enough, including the background characters, which you don't always get in Star Trek, um, were all absolutely on point. Um, visually, I thought this episode was almost at discovery levels of of pretty in places. Mm-hmm. Um, the the plot line to it worked for me actually I've, I've seen a few people having a pop at it but if you put aside the time travel bit like once you just accept that as well that's what they're doing every other part of that plot worked pretty flawlessly for me um, yeah. it pulls in some quite sort of random bits of of sort of forgotten law mm-hmm. um and sort of properly sort of reestablishes canon over a few things um it uh, they do take a couple of shortcuts. I mean, the, the matter synthesizer point uh, for, for nerds. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. So original series and Discovery have something a bit like replicators, kind of. Kind of. Really, and they make a point of it not being. Um, and then, uh, yeah, when you get to, um, uh, you know, by, by the time you get to next gen, um, they don't exist at all. No. Uh, to start with, and that you know, so it's all a bit, yeah. Uh, but whatever they needed that, and it it wasn't a massively jarring point, and the whole point was they were effectively kind of in beta, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I thought the cute thing was uh, Hanson's Starfleet uh, emblem uh, on his, his his com badge. Yeah. Uh, although not a com badge by that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because insignia or whatever. Yeah. So like there was a, a whole point. I mean, fans who dig into these things obviously are aware of this whole argument that the Delta um, badge was used f- to signify, you know, Kirk's Enterprise's uh, particular five-year mission. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I think that's people sort of tying it to the way that NASA worked and things at one point and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's never been expressly dealt with on screen. No. But I do quite like the fact that um that this this one doesn't ever explain it. They just sort of make the point that well, that's what that is. Yes. Um, it may be a different insignia. It could be relating to, you know, where he's serving. It could be indicative of a, or an early indicator of ambassadorial status or something. Who knows? But um, mm-hmm. I thought that was quite cute. I didn't hate the look of it either. No, me um, either. I thought the, the Monster Maroon uh, uniform was was a nice shorthand for telling you who, what, and why. Um, I thought that Uhura's return um, is... Is nice actually because it's um, it, it sort of there, there was a lot in her performance that was sort of gradually moving closer to the Nichelle Nichols um, sort of version in uh, particularly in Bounce of Terror, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there was there's even a reference to the reference to the Kelvin universe. Um, yeah, in, yeah. In we way. heard the Kelvin mentioned. Yeah, by well, name. there's that, but also well, you've got the mention of the Kelvin, but you've also got the. Um, the kind of rule that they invented in uh, the 2009 Star Trek film yeah. about the relieving someone of duty if they become emotionally, emotionally compromised, compromised yeah. which is that wasn't the thing prior to the 2009 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's some cute direct copied lines from Balance of Terror in here. Oh yeah, um, word which for word, I thought were quite nice. There's the um, at least audio introduction of Scotty. Oh yeah, uh, so which I enjoyed. Do we know who did the voice? My immediate thought was, did they just have Chris Dewan do it? Um, no, his I, son. This was, but this was no, this no, a close proximity. Yeah, this is um, whoever it is who's going to be playing Scotty in season two. Ah, um, well, they did a lovely me. job. Like it sounded great. Oh. It was it was lovely, yeah. It was absolutely spot on. And of course, we got um, a sort of double reference line, I suppose, with the uh, "I'm a um, I'm an engineer, not a miracle worker." So mm-hmm. that's a sort of nod to the bones thing. Yeah. Also, it's a it's a nod to the whole. Well, the several times he's referred to as um, a miracle worker and yeah. having a reputation as a miracle worker and all that sort of stuff across the mm-hmm. original series. In fact, I think it's many of the movies he, he says things like that. Yeah. Um, so there's. Just a ton of stuff. Then that's before you even get to the point about, um, you know, the allusions to how important Spock is to the entire existence of everything, uh, which I thought was quite nice. Um, the, the Kirk stuff, I quite liked hearing his brother talking about him and kind of, I think it kind of builds on the thing we've talked about on the show before about the fact that, you know, Kirk is a bit of an asshole. Yeah. Um, and like, I think quite a lot of the fan community like to ignore that fact as well. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't just Shatner's portrayal. It wasn't just... Um, it's part of the character. You know, it's, yeah, it's absolutely part of the character. And, yeah, I, I mean, in fairness, yes, Shatner did rather lean into it. But, yeah. um, He's you know... He's kind of life. a brazen jerk at times. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I enjoyed I enjoyed all of that. And then, of course, we're left with this this cliffhanger i suppose although we knew it was coming um of our uh, of our illyrian which mm-hmm. sets us up nicely for season two yeah so which is interesting because actually that's that's now two shows in rebooted track that have got um uh arrest cliffhangers uh hanging over them so <laughs> yeah this one and of course in lower decks in season two yes Yep. Uh, Captain Freeman yep. gets arrested um, uh, as well, so mm-hmm. th- those presumably will both be dealt with in seasons three and two, respectively. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, th- this this episode 
again, once you get past the mm, clunky time travel, like it does not put a foot wrong. And it is, I think it's also an episode that's greater than the sum of its parts. I would agree. Um, because, you know, there's some of it's kind of by numbers, some of it's um, sort of glossed over in order to make stuff work in the time frame that they've got to have and, and what have you. But the overall effect of this episode is without giving any spoilers um, for what lies ahead in this show, mm-hmm. I would say it's pretty darn close to flawless. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, after um, like a super strong start for this mm. show, uh, it's not like it ever, and I've said this a bunch of times, but I need to broken record this. It's never gotten bad, but the episodes are kind of just like, oh, that was fun or that, that was okay or whatever. Uh, mm. but it never really got close to those first couple episodes for me, especially the first episode, which I still think is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, this episode finally came back around to that for me, and I was a big fan of this episode. So on its on the surface, this sort of episode is a kind of a sort of like a Star Trek It's a Wonderful Life Sort of, uh, you know, where Pike is thinking of doing something foolish and uh, old Pike is like, no, 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 we got we got to show you how important it is that what you're about, you know, the thing that you're going to go through is an important Mm. thing that you have to go through. And as fans of Trek, we already know the surface answer to this, right? Like, why can't Pike avoid this accident from happening. And it's like, well, because Captain Kirk has to be the captain in the episode of Balance of Terror. Uh, you know, he if he's not, uh, clearly something is wrong because he's supposed to be. We know that, uh, you know, going going into it, it's supposed to be Kirk there, not Pike. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing that they're kind of telling you, and I, weirdly enough, it's sort of Kirk's brazenness, uh, kind of a jerk. But in this particular story that they're telling, especially, mm. uh, and, and I'm including Balance of Terror in this, is that they're two different styles, even though uh, they round they wound up with a kind of sim like a similar middle part, because mm. both Pike and Kirk won the admiration of the Romulan commander. Uh, in mm. both instances, both Pike and Kirk in their separate encounters with this vessel got the line of, you know, in another life we could have been, you know, I could have called you friend or whatever. They both get, mm. you know, that that line, but it's in the process of how they got there. Uh, Pike was very diplomatic the entire time, which the sub commander of the Romulan vessel saw a more of a weakness where with Kirk, he was more aggressive and he wanted to hunt them down to stop them. But in the process of that, they sort of earned a mutual respect for one another. It was more grudging, but it was there and they decided to just part ways at the end of the day. They were both going to just destroy one another. Whereas Pike wanted to avoid any sort of casualty at all. And I would say nine times out of 10, uh, the Pike way is the right way to go about it. You should try to avoid such things at all costs. It was much more of a Picard-like attempt at uh, conflict resolution. It's Picard versus um, 
uh, Riker in a way. I yeah, mean, like yeah, the, essentially. The Riker Picard sort of dynamic is, is yeah. not dissimilar to what we were seeing between these two. Or it's the, you know, or you could just say it's the age old Kirk versus Picard thing. Um, mm, to true. me, to me, nine times out of ten, Picard handles the situation right. In this situation, this is a, this is an example of you know Kirk's brazenness is the thing that ultimately prevented a war and uh kirk kind of went along with pike uh although he kept advocating for his position which ultimately is the right one which does kind of suck because me being a you know a picard kid and he's my captain Mm. like pike's way should work better but the romulans are very much in the vein of like you know they were they're much more mustache twirly in this episode like peace mm. who wants that ha 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 we will destroy you you know they're very much uh just wearing a stovetop hat and uh <laughs> wearing a trench coat uh <laughs> tying somebody well, down to try, a railroad <laughs> tying tying a damsel down to a railroad tracks pen uh hey help Hey, help. <laughs> yeah. Captain Kirk. Uh, yeah, that is essentially what happened in this episode, Ben. Uh, the long and short mm-hmm. of it is that. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is an instant where uh, just Kirk's wild ways, like that's what mm-hmm. won the more. And not unlike how you would maybe win a Cleon over or something, right? You wouldn't win them over mm-hmm. by you know, inviting them over for dinner or whatever. Like you've, you know, you engage with them in battle and you prove you're not going to back down. Packing, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I like that deeper layer here that, you know, if Pike is in that situation, it leads to something bad, even though his intentions are good and his motives are good and even his means are good, but Mm. just those specific circumstances, it's not the right person for the job. And uh, I like that it's that little thing that does it. And I love that it was Balance of Terror because that's a classic Trek episode. But also, yeah. they managed to do nostalgia here without doing a complete remake of that episode. Uh, Very true, yeah. The only unfortunate thing about it is uh, for everybody else, because uh, for me, this is not like a one-trick pony um, mm. I, I could, st- uh, I'm, I'm a complete fanboy for Star Trek. So I'm like, okay, now stick them in best of both worlds. Now stick them in this other classic Star Trek episode. Like I could do that all day, Ben, because I am a sucker for nostalgia, but I know in general that you can't really do this a whole lot. So I think they picked a really great TOS episode to do this in. Um, the only other thing I could think of even remotely that you could do this with would be like city on the edge of forever, but you know, good luck getting mm. the rights to any of that shit. Um, that yeah. it seems like they always want to do something with it and nothing really ever comes with it or, or comes of it on television. So, uh, or in the movies, I think it's been toyed with hmm. there as well. Um, so rarely have they ever really done it. Obviously they did a thing with it in uh, discovery, but um, it doesn't happen very often. So uh, look, if they're going to pick an episode, my, my two choices would have been that or balance of terror, which is what they went with. And, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, they did recreate some lines line for line. I feel like they handled them very well. Even the Spock cause Spock had some direct Spock pulls from that episode as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, all of that stuff was great. I thought they handled it wonderfully. Uh, I'm on the fence about Paul Wesley as Kirk. Um, mm. It was it was a bit weird. Uh, I mean, Chris Pine's Kirk 
was different, but also he was playing a younger Kirk. He was playing a Kirk we've never seen before. And I wasn't a big fan of Chris Pine's Kirk, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, he was not my, well, I mean, he wasn't my favorite character there, but I was more Mm. accepting of his portrayal because that's a Kirk we don't know. He's a Kirk Mm. from a time that we are unfamiliar with. You know, this is season one of the original series, Kirk, as played by Paul Wesley, and he plays him very differently. There are moments, but they're really more of posture and facial expression where I'm seeing a bit Mm. of Shatner in there. And he doesn't speak like this. No, not at all, Ben. Uh, I, I held back. I'm like, should I do more Kirk? The answer is no. Uh, no, I shan't. Um, but uh, he did not. He did not do the Kirk voice, exaggerated or otherwise. But uh, he played it very differently. In fact, in some ways, he didn't even feel like Kirk. Uh, uh, Alex several times during the episode um, had I had to clarify that it was that it was James Kirk. Yeah, yeah, more than anything, you know, this is weird to me, but if any if anything, he felt like a more thoughtful Kirk. Uh mm. I mean, but Kirk as portrayed in TOS is a serialized one episode at a time kind of mm. action hero-y TV star of 60s television, which Absolutely. has a very distinct style. And this Kirk is, you know, 2022, uh, an imagining of that same character with the aesthetics and the style of acting uh, taken into account. So it feels very different, but it's going to feel different. There's a a lot of time between those two characters, uh, or at least the portrayal of those characters. So it's going to feel different. I'm, I'm still on the fence about him, but obviously we're going to get a lot more of him next season. So that'll I don't be interesting. Think he's going to be, I hope he's not sort of a, a sort of vastly overused character. Mm-hmm. Um, same, like, same. I accept, I accept the need to have him there, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'll be disappointed if, like effectively what we're watching is you know sort of the new kirk like show. a slow transition it's, over yes yeah it, it shouldn't be that and mm-hmm. um that would be sad but you know yeah we need to have him there in the same way that it would be weird if we didn't have scotty and potentially bones as well maybe we'll see um zulu or um uh <laughs> i feel like i've missed someone i definitely missed someone uh oh, check off yeah yeah yeah, who there was somebody in this episode who I it wasn't a character we've seen before, but I did wonder there was a brief second where I was like, oh, did they just introduce Chekhov? Hmm. Um, I must have missed I, it. I can't remember what scene it was, but um, if if you listen to thought about that, then tell us because it's driving me mad. That I can't yeah. Remember who it well, was. but yeah, whoever they get for bones, uh, hmm. thoughts and prayers to to that individual because. Hmm. Uh, to me, it's impossible to top DeForest Kelly, but if anyone came close, it was Carl Urban, who I think is maybe my favorite. I mean, him and Zach Quinto in the, uh, the JJ verse movies are my favorite characters from, from those films. Um, And poor old Anton as well. Anton Yelchin, yeah, Anton Yelchin was, was excellent, although he didn't get nearly enough screen time, obviously, but he really, um, But, oh, yeah, I I loved Carl's portrayal, and I mean, I like him in almost everything he's in, but, Mm. yeah, that's going to be, oh, that's going to be tough to top if they're going to actually cast that character again. So, uh, I mean, they, I feel like they nailed it with Ethan Peck as Spock. I mean, absolutely, Mm -hmm. I think he's doing uh, a fantastic job, and uh, Celia, Celia Gooding playing Uhura, I think she's doing quite well 
also. Yeah, like I doesn't get a lot. I was more, no, I was more sold on her in this episode mm-hmm. um, than previously. Actually, I, I, I get the feeling she's sort of. I don't know whether as an actor or whether as a character has kind of sort of started down that journey now. Finding the sea legs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully we will we will get a little bit more insight to all of this when the show returns, but uh, when we return, it won't be to talk about more strange new worlds. I think Ben is of the belief that Lower Decks is next, which we famously have not uh, covered on here. Uh, although maybe it's a great show, just to be clear, like oh, it's fun. It's absolutely fun. Yeah. Lack of hours in the day, but um, yeah. And I'll say the same because for people who might have been turned off at the idea of watching, um, uh, oh god, what's the one called with Janeway in it? Um, mm. There's too many Star Treks now. Something I never thought I'd ever say. Yeah, I know. Um, Prodigy, Prodigy. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so yeah, it, like if you watched, if you if you either didn't because you're like, oh, it's Nickelodeon, or because the first two episodes, I'll be honest with you, aren't great. Um, like stick with it because that ultimately, I think, is going to end up being like quite a big fan favorite. Uh, not just because of Janeway's involvement, but because it it's a rare example of um, a show that's. I suppose primarily targeted at kids that mm-hmm. does not talk down to them. I mean, like there are moments. Obviously, it's a kids TV show on Nickelodeon, but actually, it it's it's made like a it's it's a show with a bit of depth, and I'm absolutely here for it. So if you if you've been skipping it because you don't fancy it, please go and give it a go. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't know. Ben and I will talk it through. Maybe we will start covering. Lower decks. Uh, I know we may come back to talk about something encapsulating the Orville, which is not mm-hmm. Star. It's Star Trek adjacent, but it's very close to Star Trek in a lot of ways. Uh, and we've only talked about it <laughs> almost indistinguishable, especially when they did <laughs> know. Um, the voyage home this week. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about it nearly enough on here, so maybe giving it its own episode will be fine. Because by the looks of things, the best that I can figure. After Lower Decks, which I do think is the next thing that's going to happen this year, it doesn't look like we're going to get any more Trek until early 2023. That's when season five of Disco is slated for and season three of Picard is slated for. And presumably also uh, season two of Strange New Worlds will also be happening then. But it sounds like we could be... uh, kind of winding down Trek for the rest of the year, which is kind of a shame because it feels like there's still a lot of year left, but mm. uh, it is what it is. It takes a lot of time uh, to make these saying, shows. It's a hard show to make, to be fair. Absolutely. Uh, even even with a short episode order, for sure. So yeah, uh, we will give some serious consideration to covering Lower Decks, and I think we absolutely should do an Orville episode, uh, mm-hmm. like 100%. Um if, if for I'm, anything. I'm actually almost at the point where I'm up for a rewatch of the Orville start to finish. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's actually, it's worth it. The first two episodes are a bit cringe, but thereafter, by God, does it change gear. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, everybody, that is the episode for now. I have no idea how I'm going to actually close it out because we don't have anything coming next week. But in the meantime, everybody... You can listen to us on other platforms and on other subjects. Oh, that's true. That's for sure. Um, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. If you're just uh, getting around to watching Strange New Worlds, you can follow us along. Uh, so there is that. Uh, this is also a listener-supported podcast, and if you want to help support, uh, here are a couple of ways that you can do that. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly, and we also have the merchandise store, Geekly Ben. Geekly merch! 
Dot com. It went off. It just went off in my hand. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I'm sure this never happens. No. <laughs> the links for those are in the show notes uh, for this episode. Also, uh, hey, uh, if uh, this is the only podcast you listen to featuring Ben and myself, uh, and you're sad that you're not going to hear our voices anymore, uh, there is a way that you'll be able to to, to keep listening to us. I'm gonna I'm gonna toss another link in the show notes, and uh, it's for uh, ways that you can listen to a radio station called Chatterbox Radio, which uh, features not just Ben, but somehow also me. Uh, yeah, but, but I've got this. Ben. Night on Chatterbox Radio. <laughs> you do have that. <laughs> uh, and you can listen. Uh, Ben's show is every Thursday. It's uh, 7 till 9 BST. Um, yes. I believe it is 2 p.m. to mm-hmm. uh, mm, 2 to 4. It's a two hour block, yeah, right? 2 to 4. Uh, yeah. 2 to 4 uh, American Eastern Time. Uh, and if you're listening anywhere else in the world, if you download the application, either for iPhone or for Android, then all you need to do is go to the schedule in the app located on the top left-hand side, and you can see the time in your local time zone for each of these shows. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm every Monday. Uh, it's, uh... I'm every Monday. <laughs> no. yeah. That is the song, right? Um, yep. It's three till five uh, British Standard Time, so I'm an afternoon guy. But if you live in America on the East Coast, I'm kind of a morning show a little bit from 10 a.m. until noon. British uh, summertime. Is it, it's not standard? No, British summertime. So this is it's only the time for the summer, Ben? Yes. What happens after What happens after that? Do you have like a solstice time or? Uh... Oh, Greenwich Mean Time. Oh, of course it makes no sense or that as, they're completely as... different things. As British people would call it, the correct time. Mm. <laughs> yes, indeed. Reinvented oh, time. Th- 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 thank you for educating me. But I am a product of the yeah. American school system. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> look at you, always doing that. Uh, okay, so you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast. And you can hit subscribe. And then you can join us... Uh, it's sometime in the near future. It won't be until 2023. I'm sure we'll come back to talk either Star Trek Lower Decks or even the Orville. Uh, we'll come back to warn you about terrible future events. <laughs> yes, that is what. Join us next time when we will tell you about World War III, when it is, and how you can avoid it. I think we'll just end the show like that. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Love it. Love it.